Welcome every studier out there. Here we are in Leviticus. We got this chapter and one more. Till, and then we'll move on to the wisdom of Sirach in the next teaching. Or I'm mean, Noah, the wisdom of Solomon. The wisdom of Solomon. Wisdom of Sirach we will be hitting. But the wisdom of Solomon is going to uh, go into the Exodus, among a lot of other things, but the great the, uh, plagues that are put on Egypt are described there by King Solomon as a youth, and I think it's a good read, and I think it'll go right along with the Exodus that we've been studying here in uh, Genesis, Exodus, Jaser, and now Leviticus, etc. Here in 26, we have uh, the idolatry uh, being uh, talked about. And that is a problem today as we went from a word-based salvation to a art-based salvation. In other words, the young kids aren't sitting there reading the Bible or having the Bible read to them or the old-timers they're going in and looking at the art, the temple, the statuary all of it based on things outside of the uh, objects that were given to Moses for the children of Israel none of it's based on that not really not very much of it it's all based on Baal worship that's where it came from and so uh, going from a word-based salvation to a image-based salvation is big trouble and here in 26 he's warning them about that and if you obey why there's a big blessing coming and if you don't there's a curse from God and that does not go away folks and that includes also getting that fuzzy feeling inside the uh, temples and uh, today's churchy temples are based on Baals Baal B-A-A-L or B-E-L they're facing the sunrise they're lined up with the uh, timetables of Satan they just are Hey, they're very accurately based on the sunrise and the altar and the steps leading up to the altar and images everywhere and etc. So this uh, warning over idolatry has not went away. So with that, we'll go ahead and get into Leviticus here in chapter 26. In 40 here, though, God promises to remember them that repent. Okay, so there's that being taught in the law. Repenting. And that does not go away, does it? Okay, verse 1 in 26 in Leviticus. Ye shall make, to ye, make you no idols, capital I, nor graven image, capital I neither rear you up a standing image now that's like a pillar neither rear you up a standing image neither shall ye set up 
any image of stone in your land to bow down unto it, for I am the Lord your God. Ye shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. Three's a new paragraph. If ye walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them, now S and C capitals, and this has to do with the written word here. Statutes and commandments. How many times are they written and given? here to the children of Israel and now to us for it says then I will give you rain in due season and the land shall yield her increase and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit notice how the Lord's in control of the season and the rain 5 it says and your threshing shall reach unto the vintage and the vintage shall reach unto the sowing time and ye shall eat your bread to the full and dwell in your land safely okay and that's for obeying the law here they're harmonizing this with Job 11 19 6 it says and I will give peace in the land and ye shall lie down and none shall make you afraid and I will rid evil beasts out of the land neither shall the sword go through your land and ye shall chase your enemies and they shall fall before you by the sword and five of you shall chase an hundred and an hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight and your enemies shall fall before you by the sword so here he is in control of all this from the battle to the weather to the harvest and having plenty of food and peace real peace not the fake antichrist peace no 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 we're talking about real sitting under your fig tree peace here that's a big deal in this old world nine it says for I will have respect unto you and make you fruitful and multiply you and establish my covenant with you and ye shall eat old store and bring forth the old because of the new and I will set my tabernacle amongst you and my soul shall not abhor you okay so there's a lot of blessing there and notice how he's uh, you're gonna get plenty of Victual blessing from harvest to uh, sowing time, and you're uh, he's going to be right there among you, and all this has to do with obeying the Lord. 
okay, and putting the Lord first, right? Okay, in 12 it says, and I will, I will walk among you and will be your God and ye shall be my people. And I keep saying, when, when he's walking among you, is that not the image of the Father? Is that not Jesus Christ, folks? Come on. We know it is. In 13 it says, I am the Lord, your God, which brought you forth out of the land of Egypt, that ye should not be their bondmen, and I have broken the bands of your yoke, and made you go upright. And that's the same way he'll bring us right out of Mystery Babylon. Yes, he will. In 14, we have a new paragraph. But if ye will not hearken unto me, and will not do all these commandments, capital C, written word there, folks, and if ye shall despise my statutes, capital S, or if your soul abhor my judgments, so that ye will not do all my commandments, but that ye break my covenant, I also will do this unto you. I will even appoint over you terror, consumption, and the burning agu that will content consume the eyes and cause sorrow of heart and ye shall sow your seed in vain for your enemies shall eat it so there's a curse all right and that was why it was so important in satanism in communism in the world government religions plural all the pieces of Baal to break all morality and break your faith that's the goal because if you have the faith of a mustard seed you can move mountains and you will be unfearful and there will be no terror if you have faith and you obey what's in the written word 17 and I will set my face against you and ye shall be slain before your enemies they that hate you shall reign over you, and ye shall flee when none pursueth you. And that's for wicked people there. In 18, and if ye will not yet for all this hearken unto me, then I will punish you seven times more for your sins. Hey, that last line rhymes, don't it? Okay, so, uh, notice the seven again here in judgment. Nineteen, and I will break the pride of your power, and I will make your heaven as iron, and your earth as brass iron and brass is that not the metals of the mystery babylon given to us here 
Does that not go back to Nebuchadnezzar? Does that not reappear with the clay mingled with the iron, huh? Anyway, on we go in 20. And your strength shall be spent in vain. For your land shall not yield her increase. Neither shall the trees of the land yield their fruits. 21. And if ye walk contrary unto me. And well, oh this is a new paragraph in 21. And if ye walk contrary unto me. And will not hearken unto me. I will bring seven times more plagues upon you according to your sins, period. I will also send wild beasts among you, which shall rob you of your children, and destroy your cattle, and make you few in number, and your highways shall be Desolate. How about that curse? How about that curse? And that goes right to modern times, buddy. 23. And if ye will not be reformed by these things, but will walk contrary unto me, then will I also walk contrary unto you, and will punish you yet seven times for your sins period and 25 and I will bring a sword upon you that shall avenge the quarrel of my covenant and when ye are gathered together within your cities I will send the pestilence among you and ye shall be delivered into the hand of the enemy 26, And when I have broken the staff of your bread, ten women shall bake your bread in one oven, and they shall deliver you your bread again by weight, and ye shall eat and not be satisfied. So this measuring, this went on. If you go into the prophets, you will see this. You will see this happened in full during the time of of the prophets and the kings. Yes, it did. In 27, And if ye will not for all this hearken unto me, but walk contrary unto me, then I will walk contrary unto you. Also in fury, and I, even I, will chastise you seven times for your sins. 29, and ye shall eat the flesh of your sons, and the flesh of your daughters shall ye eat. Period. And this went on. They were starving. They became cannibals. Yes, they did. I know, when I was a puppy dog, I read this, and I couldn't believe what I was reading. But it's absolutely true. It came true. In the future they will turn into eating their children. Now, how do you like that for plain speaking? 30, and I will destroy your high places. That's idolatry, folks. And cut down your images. That's idolatry, folks. 
and cast your carcasses upon the carcasses of your idols. And my soul shall abhor you. And that happened in the history in the prophets. Sure did. They were out there taking all the bones of their forefathers and standing before their idols as judgment happened to them. Their idols could not help them. Their fallen angels, their demons could not help them. And there they went. This, this absolutely came absolutely true during the time of the kings when they were cast down. 31, And I will make your cities waste and bring your sanctuaries unto desolation. And I will not smell the, the savor of your sweet odors. See, and that went up with the prayers of the saints. He's not going to hear the prayers. He's not going to smell the odors here. 32. And I will bring the land into desolation, and your enemies which dwell therein shall be astonished at it. 33. And I will scatter you among the heathen, and will draw out a sword after you, and your land shall be desolate, and your cities waste. Period. Okay. And that came true. They went to idolatry. They were overthrown, and the ones that made it through that with their life were sold into slavery and across the firmament of the world they were sent. 34. Then shall the land enjoy her Sabbaths as long as it lieth desolate. Did you hear that? And ye be in your enemy's land. Even then shall the land rest and enjoy her Sabbaths. Period. Okay, and, and see the Sabbath was a time of rest even not planting, okay, on the Shabuol, on the seven, they would let the land rest, and here he's talking about a perpetual rest here. But they, they wouldn't obey the uh, seven-year, week of years, Sabbath, okay? So there's that. Now in 35, as long as it lieth desolate, it shall rest, because it did not rest in your Sabbaths when ye dwelt upon it. There's my point. They wouldn't have their feast correctly. They wouldn't do it correctly. They wouldn't uh, bring in their sacrifice unblemished. They would. They would still barter. They would. Uh, they would abhor the Sabbaths. Well, he's going to have his Sabbath here without them. How about that? In 36, and upon them that are left alive of you, I will send a faintness into their hearts in the lands of their enemies, and the sound of a shaken leaf shall chase them and they shall flee as fleeing from a sword. And they shall fall when none pursueth. And that's something that uh, 
over and over he said this is what the wicked do they they uh, and here um, a leaf's blowing and it's scaring them they have the spirit of fear here which it what it attracts the devils the Lord said fear only God Almighty don't fear what men can do or the world government can do no but here they're so scared these ones that are left alive they're scaredy cats and a shaken leaf shall chase them how about that 37 and they shall fall one upon another as it were before a sword when none pursueth and ye shall have no power to stand before your enemies period even even in Proverbs it says the wicked flee when no man pursues them okay and that's why many of the uh, muckety-mucks the great merchant kings of the earth want to kill everybody because they believe people are after them <laughs> they have that spirit of fear uh, even the great men of the earth because they're wicked okay this is this is a description of wickedness here in 38 and ye shall perish among the heathen capital H and the land of your enemies shall eat you up 39 and they that are left of you shall pine away in their iniquity in your enemies lands and also in the iniquities of their fathers shall they pine away with them if they shall confess the iniquity of their fathers with their trespass which they trespassed against me and that also they have walked contrary unto me and that I also have walked contrary unto them and have br brought them into the land of their enemies if then their uncircumcised hearts be humbled and they then accept of the punishment of their iniquity then will I remember my covenant with Jacob and also my covenant with with covenant with Isaac and also my covenant with Abraham will I remember and I will remember the land the land also shall be left of them and shall enjoy her sabbaths while she lieth desolate without them and they shall accept of the punishment of their iniquity because even because they despise my judgments written word and because their soul abhorred my statues written law written word it's our Bible folks 44 and yet for all that when they be in the land of their enemies I will not cast them away neither will I abhor them to destroy them utterly and to break my covenant with them for I am the Lord their God so what does he do he preserves himself a remnant. Yes, he did here. Look. 
Yeah, and he's got a remnant out here, a strong remnant. And notice by obeying God, we, we can be a small number. Five will chase a hundred, it said in this chapter. So we got to keep that in mind. We're not the uh, moral majority here. The majority is immoral. We are a remnant, but we're strong in the Lord. That's being taught here in the law, is it not? Okay, in 45, for I will, I will for their sakes remember the covenant of their ancestors, capital A, whom I brought forth out of the land of Egypt in the sight of the heathen, capital H, that I might be their God. I am the Lord, period. Okay, last verse of the podcast. These are the statutes and judgments and laws which the Lord made between him and the children of Israel in Mount Sinai by the hand of Moses. Now, isn't it interesting? Because this stuff never goes away. Uh, if it's written in your heart, then you don't, uh, there's nothing that you're going to say, well, I don't want to obey those Ten Commandments or anything like that, right? Why would Martin Luther say throw the whole Old Testament away? Why was it his fake translation that he did, which I don't even believe he did, okay, there in the Warburg Castle. Why would he say throw that away? Hmm. Yeah, right. So he's as bad as the Philo uh, school of philosophy there. The one that gave us the fake Bibles. Madame Blavatsky's right hand there with Westcott and Hort. Now how's he any different when he says to go ahead and throw the whole Bible away? What kind of an Antichrist figure is he? Okay. So, uh, yeah, we need uh, the Old Testament, and Christ quoted it over and over. When he went in the temple, he read the book of Isaiah. Uh, the, uh, all the uh, apostles quoted it over and over and over. No, he came here to fulfill the law, not destroy it, but not according to the great potentate there, the Rosicrucian, the occultist, the Egyptian, that scoundrel Martin Luther. Okay, folks, thank you much, and we're going to do the next chapter here, and that's the last chapter of Leviticus.